0: Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. Joseph here with Jesse, coming at you from the
1: terrace. Hello, Joseph. How you doing? It's good to be back on the terrace. It feels like it is. it has been a while. It's, it hasn't really been. I think that you and I have both been very busy. Yeah, time Ty- time gets weirdly compressed in these moments. Uh, compressed and expanded
0: at the same time. All of a sudden, it's been it's been like two weeks in like
1: the snap of a finger, but it feels like yep. it's been two months. <laughs> I know, I can't, I can tell it hasn't been two months because the pumpkin is still holding its shape.
0: Ah, I so. can tell it hasn't been two months because I'm still drinking this coffee that you sent me.
1: Yes, mm. that's good. I was going to tell you this off air, but uh, we have a new coffee coming in, so I figured you'd want something oh, new. Oh, yes. Next week. I then. always like
0: the new. Yeah. You can check our website. What is, th- are you going to tell us what the new coffee is or are people going to be
1: surprised? They're gonna be so surprised. (laughs) (laughs) It's just no one's ever heard of this country. It's on a continent that no one's ever been to. It's a mystical island known as Kenya.
0: No one has ever heard of.
1: It's uh, it's gonna be a wonderful little Kenyan coffee, and kind of doing some shopping for our Winter Lake blend coming up as well. We'll have to talk about all that on uh, on one of our upcoming episodes where we.
0: Yeah, you know, we've we've got oh. our we've got our <laughs> our virtual pie
1: eating contest. <laughs> yes, we have
0: our, our traditional virtual pie eating contest coming up soon.
1: <laughs> we've always done it on Zoom. <laughs>
0: mm. What
1: yeah. are you drinking? Uh, this is
0: the uh, the Guatemala. I remember, the thing actually, we were just talking about. I don't have the bag here. <laughs> I have because I, I use the Airscape. And so, because I'm now, I'm, I'm split between the office slash recording studio, where I'm at the moment, and the house. Because more coffee gets consumed at the house, uh, and I've been ordering five-pound bags from you. I'll load <laughs> up the airscape here, and then take the bag back to the house. Where right. I'll go through a lot more of it there than I do here. That was a long-winded way to say I don't know what this <laughs> coffee is, except that I'm pretty sure it's Guatemala. <laughs> but I have been playing around with my brewing parameters a little bit. I've been progressively grinding finer just to see what I can find, and then playing around with the ratio, as opposed to, usually I just stick with a, like a 16 to 1 ratio, and then, you know, play around with the grind size until it tastes good. But, it's been fun, like, just being like, eh, I'll grind three notches finer, and see what happens.
1: What are you discovering?
0: So, in this brew here, the last time I brewed, I had bumped it much finer than I had previously, and... No, that, that was two brews ago. And it was like you could get that overextracted kind of clawing at the tongue. But right. I was able to taste some like bright, like fresh fruitiness, you know, like fresh produce crispness. There's like just some things in there that I wasn't getting before. So I was intrigued, but obviously I don't want it to be overextracted. So the next time I brewed, I went coarser a little bit just to try to try to manage the overextraction. And uh, of course the brew came out delicious, but I lost like the brightness that I was going for. So this time, instead, I went back finer and essentially opened up the ratio. So this is like 18, a little over 18 to 1. That's taking care of a lot of the, that clawingness. It tastes fresher. <laughs> mm. There's kind of a, like a really fresh, dark cocoa taste in there and tastes fruitier. Not like a specific fruit, just like fruitier. So maybe there's something to that. Uh at this point their their roast is like today actually just about a month old, I think. So maybe there's something to um taking a roast that's going older and, and trying to grind finer and and playing around with it to to get more of that out. Oh.
1: That could be that you know, you're kind of unlocking more of the mm-hmm. flavors that haven't quite escaped yet. The age of coffee, now that we're going on this tangent for a while. <laughs> uh, the, the age of the coffee is fascinating to me because I made a wonderful Chemex yesterday. And I knew what it was, but I shared it with a few people that were roasting at the studio. And everybody agreed that it was a lovely cup of coffee. What was weird about it was that it was from early August, August 8th, I think. And an Indonesian coffee, a Sulawesi. So it totally changed flavors. We've talked about that coffee a lot Mm -hmm. as far as profiles go. But now that it's three months old, it actually had a whole different kind of lime zestiness to it. and. A lot of the uh, the body had changed, kind of the mouthfeel had changed, uh-huh. but it was really tasty. On that note, I also just texted you a photo because I had Herkimer's Yemeni coffee. I just saw
0: that, I was about to say, I immediately yeah. hopped on their website, and it's not there.
1: <laughs> nope, this was literally the last bag. Oh. Our had- little hire at Conduit, a mm-hmm. uh, little shout out to Taylor, is doing a wonderful job, but he also works at Herkimer's a Barista, and picked up a bag of their coffee and shared it. Yeah, we're messing around with that, and we went to a finer grind just to kind of bring out a lot of that cocoa sweetness and expose a little bit more of the sugars to that water. I had some
0: Yemen last week from Porto Mocha. Maybe that's what got me kicking off, like going finer on other coffees, because I went way finer on that. And uh, it's kind of what you kind of what you need to do with a Yemen, because the bean is so much more dense, is generally a grind finder. That was a really wonderfully delicious ex- experience for me. Anyway, how are you
1: feeling? I've been, you know, I've been really good. A lot of, a lot of, good stuff happening which means there's a lot of stuff happening you know you get those ideas going and things Uh are cruising so it's been really great been uh, a lot of early mornings a lot of a lot of long days as this stuff happens but um that's good i'm intrigued actually i um it seems like the days are getting more compound uh, compounded of course and so i was intrigued by a new study that came out on the effects of caffeine and how we metabolize food Uh after a rough night's sleep What intrigued me was, it because I can can totally relate to it, when I don't sleep very well for some odd reason, you know, your kind of initial idea when you get up early is just to drink all the caffeine to kind of keep going. But I have a hard time eating after that. I tend Mm -hmm. to just get caffeinated and then just get more caffeinated and maybe nibble a little bit. But I don't, you know, by the end of the day, by the end of, you know, 10 to 14 hours, I don't feel good. Like my body just doesn't feel good. And I feel like the fatigue is something different than just hunger. And I've kind of noticed that for a while. So what was interesting about the study, I guess, was that there's a, a link in, in how we metabolize our first meal of the day based on how well we sleep, which has been a known connection between sleep health studies and, and food, but that they found that if you have caffeine before you eat your morning breakfast, um, you don't metabolize that food as well. And so you don't get as much out of it, which can lead to other tiredness later in the day. And that it was kind of a blocker because we've, we've you know, generally we think that coffee and caffeine are pretty darn good for us, you mm-hmm, know, and they're mm-hmm. varying in the varying studies. But um, this one was kind of one of those, it's like, you know, just check how much or when you drink your coffee, you know, that there's a real benefit to just maybe having that toast, you right. know, get some fats and some grains in you first thing. And then, you know, especially after a rough night, and then you go and go hog wild with all your caffeine, but let your body get some nutrition in there first so that it keeps keeps your metabolism going all day i've never really thought of it from that perspective i almost
0: never drink coffee before eating just because i generally don't feel good doing that unless i'm very specifically like not like essentially intermittent fasting you know if i'm not eating breakfast in the morning at all, then right. you know eventually i'll eat, i'll drink coffee one thing i i've noticed about myself is also I, I usually take a little while to have coffee in the morning i almost never have it like right after waking up you know Part of that, I guess, is because I usually uh, hand-brew my coffee, so I kind of like to wake up before brewing it. <laughs> yeah. You know, unless I really need to, like, get the actual, you know, drug hit and, and move fast and do a bunch of stuff in the morning, I feel much better taking uh, my time and just waiting a little bit until having coffee. It's probably
1: been pretty beneficial for you. <laughs> Based on this, this one particular yeah. study. Well, well. I think- We'll link to the study I, in the notes, those of you listening. There's going to be a yeah. lot of notes. A lot of notes. Coffeeloversradio.com.
0: Become a patron. Sign up to our email newsletter. Thank you. Coffeeloversradio.com. So, have you, you've been having a lot of uh, early mornings where you uh, have to slam the coffee down. and
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the grocery store cafe project has taken off. Um, so, I have opening shifts like old school barista days. But often, I just wait till I get there to do that. So, I'm up and showered and have some food in me before I get there with a little walk as well. But there's also just a lot of kind of the, the mental anxiety that goes into all the loose ends of managing an experience like this. So, yeah, you, know, you wake up and realize you made a drink incorrectly for a good customer. You know, those kind of things keep you going. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually funny. So this woman, uh, she uh, she always gets an Olay, which is a drip coffee with steamed milk on it. And she does a little dance. Olay. You know, she does a little... Like that's funny. Mimics a little Spanish dance when she says it. And we do it back and forth. And I realized in the middle of the night last week that I didn't do that dance last time I saw her, which meant I didn't make her drink correctly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I had
0: something like that yesterday, actually. Been been back and forth um, negotiating with a client about a project. And uh, I suddenly sweated, like, I don't know, three words that I said or something like that that were... Almost certainly inconsequential, but I was like, it's going to destroy the entire thing. Anyway, totally getting off track because we're talking about coffee and health, which is a subject that I've always tried to avoid talking about. Like Our understanding of of coffee and health and and everything that, that goes into it is so limited. And there are a lot of companies out there that take a small study of correlation, blow it out of proportion in order to sell their thing.
1: And a lot of it's based on caffeine, pharmaceutical caffeine, and not specifically coffee. And we know that different, different coffees and different roasts have all sorts of different aspects to them that can be beneficial to your health in varying ways as well. I think maybe you agree with this, Joseph. I generally think that lighter roasted coffees have more health benefits than darker roasted coffees.
0: You know, I have that perspective as well. And when doing research for this episode, I couldn't find anything specifically to like support that other than we have a whole bunch of different categories where we want to talk about a couple of things. And we found way too many, uh, not way too many, but probably there's, there's probably like two dozen different actual research papers here, like scientific studies. Just, um, yeah. The broad I mean, perspective is that, yeah, coffee is good for you.
1: It's everything from like caffeine consumption, your thermogenesis, like how warm or cold you feel right. and, you know, energy expenditure how caffeine affects our exercise and performance. Well, the the one
0: place where there is any kind of mention of of light and dark roast, I believe is in the study related to it's a nutritionally based study looking at the um like antioxidant right. benefits
1: of coffee. And that's what I was gonna say is that there's some I can't I won't be able to find this article now. It might be this this article or something close to it that that found that lighter roasted coffees have more of the natural acidity, acids in them, and antioxidants that haven't been roasted out. And when combined with the caffeine, when you're drinking that, you get more of a kind of a rush from not just the caffeine, but the antioxidants. Darker roasted roasted coffees. I mean, the difference in caffeine levels between light roast and dark roast is fairly insignificant, Mm -hmm. but that there's a lot more kind of energizing elements in a lighter roasted coffee
0: i think also and i haven't seen any studies about this so this is just my supposition based off of you know (laughs) personal experience obviously i think there's probably negative effects from darker roasted coffees especially when you get into the to the place where you're like burning oils the carcinogens and stuff related to overcooked food so i think there's there's probably something there but you know there hasn't been a significant amount of research conducted on that if if any really I have noticed that drinking light roasted coffee, especially paper filtered light roasted coffee, I almost never have coffee breath and I don't have like issues with stained teeth. In fact, I had a dentist recently. As opposed to uh, French press? uh, Well, I don't drink a lot of French press or espresso. Right. Because it was we were talking about how, uh, for me anyway, uh, I just feel better drinking paper filter coffee, like noticeably. I will have like a French press here and there because it's kind of a a decadent experience in comparison in a lot of ways. It's like a richer nature to it. I also have like emotional connection to the French press.
1: I mean, I I hear what you're saying with, with, you know, using filters on there.
0: But I I feel, I feel better drinking paper filter coffee. So that's what I drink regularly. I'm just saying that one of the negatives people point to about coffee is, are, are those, are those like noticeable physical results, coffee breath and stained teeth. And uh, my contention is that that has to, that has to do with um, darker
1: consumption of darker roasted coffee, probably related to like burnt oils the oils the darker coffee is more oily, yeah. you know, and those oils might linger longer on your teeth, a little less water soluble I don't know about the coffee breath, so the
0: point is there are there's like no studies <laughs> no no significant studies looking at light versus dark roasted coffee and differences and effects and benefits and that kind of thing in fact, like across the board the the research into the benefits of coffee itself is is pretty limited. Almost all of the research papers we uncovered, they're looking at consumption of coffee, but they end up specifying that all the benefits are related to the caffeine.
1: Except for uh, rectal cancers and colon cancers, it seemed that those have less of a correlation with the caffeine and more about the actual coffee, both caffeinated and decaf coffee. I think that that's what you and I were talking about off air, was that the, the caffeine doesn't really play a role because both decaf and caffeinated coffee have a positive effect.
0: Coffee is a, it's related, to, uh, related to, to
1: weight loss, uh, which you can talk about
0: in a second, improvements in, in performance, uh, general health benefits, antioxidants, vitamins. There's a study that, that showed that um, consumption of coffee just in general reduces your risk of death by like 20%. compared to people who don't drink coffee Um, studies with diabetes alzheimer's parkinson's there's the uh, cirrhosis studies with depression the rectal cancer and blood pressure and heart disease those are like all the major areas oh and then there's some studies about uh, related to stroke
1: is that all that's it is there any coronavirus related coffee studies Mm, no (laughs) mostly just economic then
0: well so let's see if it, we could probably we could probably just loosely draw some connection because that's what people do with uh, scientific on podcasts. studies podcasts, right? Yep. And on podcasts. So if we look at the study, let's look at a study with uh, related to depression. So correlation between to... coffee consumption uh, reduction and risk of depression. The study uh, specific to women. This was done over a ten year period from the from nineteen ninety six to two thousand six and showed those who consumed four or more cups a day were 20% less likely to develop depression. And decaffeinated coffee had no association with depression risk. So this was primarily the caffeine, which makes sense because caffeine, as we can see in some of the other studies, has significant stimulative benefits. But if you're less likely to get depressed, then you're probably (laughs) You go see your friendly
1: barista, you know? (laughs) Like if you go and you see your friends at a coffee shop and you have a routine you know i mean i think
0: well so we're 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 trying to draw some some connections with coronavirus right so we can talk about how the uh, you know reducing your risk of depression will generally keep you in a healthier state but right. if you're getting your coffee from a barista you're increasing your risk of coronavirus
1: by going to cafes oh, all the time oh all right let's so, not mix oh our our studies here yeah i know we no, don't that's, want that's so that's what it's we're so doing. it's a, we're mixing our studies a, It's a moot point. So caffeine doesn't help you. Coffee doesn't help you one way or the other. Because the more you drink, the less depressed you are, but the more higher risk taking you are with exposure. If
0: if you get your coffee at a cafe.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that to be a little bit more serious about that, I think that the depression is one side of coffee. I think we're spending a lot of time indoors. And so Mm -hmm. anything that can help us metabolize our food and give us more energy and you know, stimulate our mind is gonna help us. Well, I, think, know, I think yeah. that, that's evident of everybody increasing their subscriptions. You know, yeah. Uh, all the new subscription companies and
0: increase your subscription to Condor Coffee, lower your risk of coronavirus. I think we've we've accepted that there's at least some percentage of benefit there, right?
1: No, it's a hundred percent fact. <laughs> um <laughs>
0: I think that that there's <laughs> like the just just the the positive experience of creating a really well-crafted coffee like this is this is a an, an argument i always like to make and it's really hard to point to because there's no study there's no like hard evidence but just the the positive personal experience of hand crafting a really good cup of coffee there's there's a there's a deep satisfaction in that you know that's a very human thing to do and it's it's hard to like consistently make good things but it's not that hard to consistently make a good cup of coffee if you like get into it and so you can you can have that that personal benefit every single day if you get into it and i think that you know the the, the scientific studies we're looking at here i would say suggest that 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 can be very real one of the sections of studies here the, the coffee and weight loss one of those areas with coffee entrepreneurship that bug me are companies that you know, sell their like (laughs) weight loss coffee. That really grinds my gears. And all of the scientific study is, you know, essentially, essentially these studies, which just demonstrate that caffeine consumption increases your metabolism and and thermogenesis. So you essentially burn burn more calories. You increase your metabolic
1: rate. So you burn more calories just by existing. Right. It's just a close second to taking speed in that sense of (laughs) dieting.
0: Well, I, I don't
1: know what how, how beneficial
0: is speed? Because the percentage benefit of caffeine consumption is pretty small. I mean, it's that's, there, that's, but it's that's small.
1: That's mostly those old diet medicines that were a lot of kind of speed and, oh, and yeah, methamphetamine. Oh, right, yeah, based prescriptions that would get you moving and and losing only, only weight.
0: This is real. That there's got to be some studies because I, I know that coffee. That there 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 are two things I don't have on this list of of research papers. Is coffee's effect on it's like a diuretic. It's like your effect on on your hydration, and and coffee's right. effect on your appetite. Because I believe it's it's generally accepted that coffee is an appetite suppressant. Although that again may be a a caffeine related thing.
1: It yeah, but I think that that's that's probably tied to that study that you know we launched into this with with uh, how we digest and metabolize food. You know, caffeine can affect that. Yeah, I mean I know that like have another shot of espresso and just keep working for another hour and that's that's a pretty common a common solution to the day here's a quick research paper coffee hunger and peptide
0: yy i have no idea what peptide yy is compared to placebo decaffeinated coffee yielded significantly lower hunger during the whole 180 minute study period and higher plasma yy maybe this is another study that that Draws a correlation between coffee consumption and appetite suppression versus, you know, caffeine.
1: What I really am enjoying about all these studies that are coming out, I think that it's really, uh, it's just totally indi- indicative of, of everything that we know about coffee that we talk about all the time is that there isn't a definitive yes or no best practice or, or, you know, there's a lot of trends in the way that we make coffee and brew coffee and the way that it affects our bodies, but there's no definitive way because there's so many different variables in the roasting and the brew methods and the quantity and time of day and our own other you know individual personal bodies that it's it's really fascinating me the diversity of all the all the th- all the knowledge that goes into a cup of coffee you know is mirrored by the diversity of all the potential areas where caffeine is and coffee are beneficial to us
0: well except that 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 research is still pretty limited uh, like it's it's very surface it, it paints a, a very positive picture across the board but still like inconclusive not not in-depth uh, studies on on what coffee is actually actually doing for you.
1: Right. I mean, that's what I kind of mean. Like, the, yeah. we don't know. Like, we don't quite... Like, we can sort of wrap our heads around the science of what these things are and how we brew our coffee and how the flavors are affected through the whole processing of the coffee and right. growth of the trees and everything. You know, it's sort of the same as the, the medicinal health side of it, is that we there's a lot of trends, that, but we don't know. Right. And there's always more to learn because this... this beverage the seeds continue to kind of blow our minds with all the areas that they're they relate to so there there's one more article and link to it it's it's a new york
0: times is coffee good for you and it essentially mirrors all of that you know kind of covers the the core areas of study and then the conclusion is just that conclusion is that there's there's so little research done there's nothing definitive really to say other than if you like coffee go ahead and and drink a bunch. But if right. you don't, you don't need to. And you don't really and, need to drink a lot. So. And
1: eat some food while you're doing that. Before. Before you do it. <laughs> We need to discuss our pies that we're going to drink. That's true. All
0: right. So uh, those of you who would
1: <laughs> like to
0: to get into the actual research in the show notes for our wonderful patrons, our extended show notes, I am going to share every single research paper that we dug up about coffee here
1: and it's not even conclusive. I'm very impressed Joseph how many you did.
0: Uh, like I said, I've always avoided talking about health and coffee. And the you know we we've got a we did like a kind of a broad coverage here. I could see us getting into some of these even further in the future if we can if we can dig further into them. But it's quite possible that that everything really is just this surface. I think my favorite research study is the one that The relationship of coffee consumption with mortality, because it's just a general, it's a general people who consume on average of four cups of coffee a day. That's the coffee sized cups. So those are like, what, four ounces or something? Six ounce cups. Are 20% less likely to die than people who drink no coffee.
1: Right. I mean, just think of that 15, 20 minutes that you're sitting there drinking your cup of coffee, how many near death experiences you could have, or, (laughs) you know. Those early morning drives on a quiet country road, how dangerous those are if you haven't had any caffeine yet. Right. You know, your quick reaction during a knife fight with ninjas, you know, I mean, that, like, caffeine helps all of that. So I'll we'll put all that in the extended show notes, com. Click on that Patreon link. Support us. We love you. Chowder, Joseph. Chowder. This has been Joseph and Jesse with Coffee Lovers Radio. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to our show and sign up for the email newsletter. Visit coffeeloversradio.com. There you can listen to our shows and click through to our Patreon page to get expanded show notes and other fun stuff.
0: Coffee Lovers Radio is a partnership between Extracted Magazine and Conduit Coffee.
1: Just visit coffeeloversradio.com and we'll see you on the show.